Welcome, listeners. This is the 2004 Jordan High School Podcast, hosted by Beefcake Gonzo, Beefcake Steve, special guest Drew Miller. Get excited. It's perfect. (laughs) But I feel like it's like a letdown. Why is that a letdown? Welcome, listeners. Welcome, listeners. Steve, how's it going? (laughs) It's going really good. <laughs> we have Drew Miller as the guest. Let's just go right to Drew. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Drew, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Stephen Gonzo. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm good. We got you all the way from New York City. <laughs> right here in Steve's living room. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy you're here. I know. I'm very excited, guys. Natalie has done a beautiful job decorating Steve's house. I do have a space themed family portrait. Space cowboy themes above the couch, which I think is very elegant. <laughs> yeah, to come over and see it. Yeah, it took some uh, Photoshop skills to get that done. <laughs> Drew, I love you. I'm so happy you're here. We've been talking about this for a long time. Finally, got the guts to drive here. <laughs> I've been meaning to come on. Yes, for a minute. I've I've heard my name several times. And you've been, you're one of OG listeners, right? Have you been listening from the beginning? Since I have listened to the majority of episodes, yes. The, the OG. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those that haven't been talking to you regularly, why don't you catch us up on, on life? What have you been up to the last 20 years? Last 20 years. Such a big number. Um, 18? 18. Like, I don't know exactly. It's, it's like a blur. <laughs> um, well, I left high school. Which was very exciting. Um, everyone left on their the missions, and I stuck around. Which is great. I went and worked on a, a cruise ship for a brief moment. Did a bunch of cruises, which was a lot of fun. I came back to Utah. I went to the University of Utah for a bunch of years. Who did you have classes with? At the University of Utah. Yeah. Steve Roush. <laughs> I did have classes. Steve oh, Roush and I would ride a, my motorcycle class back. together or something. Uh, yeah, we would ride his motorcycle. I'd be on the back just like hugging him. <laughs> it's a very small motorcycle for two people. And people, people were not always kind with their words. So romantic. Uh, uh, be that is, but we, it's true. We but I, not. Steve in his confidence, he was very confident. It's probably because Steve was wearing BYU t-shirts or something. <laughs> hey, F you, BYU guy. <laughs> uh, it's true. That was a fun time. I love that. It's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> Coming back. It was a long ride on a small motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were doing. But that's okay. So then I left the University of Utah and I worked for an individual like as his executive assistant property manager for nine years, which was a great experience and learned a lot. And then that was up until 28. Something like in that. And then uh, I got convinced to move to New York City. Um, and I... Who convinced there. you? My brother did. So my brother lived there and it was a very easy move because I slept in his living room for a month. Finally got a place with some roommates. And as of this October, I've been there five years. It's very exciting. How long do you have to live there until you consider yourself a New Yorker? They say 10 years unless you get mugged. But then I don't think that joke if is... If you get mugged, then you're uh, you're immediately in New York? No, you get three years cut off. So then you're doing that. But I don't think... I don't know if it gets what so if much you get mugged credit. twice? <laughs> I don't know if you get any points for that. <laughs> I've never been mugged. Move. So you really can't consider yourself a New Yorker unless you've been living there for 10 years? A full decade? 
That's what they say, but everyone's Who's like they? a tramp. <laughs> City, I don't know. <laughs> you do look more like a New Yorker. Do darker I? hair, a meaner face. Notice the amount of buttons <laughs> I have. <laughs> meaner <laughs> face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talking about how better you are than everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I consider you a New Yorker. We will. S- it was like in New York, blah 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 blah. <laughs> I've said that twice. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo. twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There is. There's a little like, bit. Oh, of Utah. Oh. Cool. <laughs> So the drinks are so weak here in New York. They're all 100% alcohol. It's true. It is. It's different there. But I know, it's, it's, I've grown to really like it. And it's, it's charming. I don't know. Utah, I do have a lot of love and adoration for Utah. I mean, the majority is the people that live here. Because I like to have my Utah people. And I don't want to keep all these, these friendships and... Um, just people in my life, you know, because I like the idea of having friends for like a long, for like a lifelong friendship. So I come back to Utah for the people. Tell us a cool story about like living in New York. Like the craziest thing that's happened to you living in New York. After I left Utah five years ago, I came to New York and I was a little bit of trying to decide what I, I wanted to do. And I, my brother's girlfriend worked in film and she's like, you should, you should be a PA, which is production assistant. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. So then I'm like, I think 30 something at this time, 30 ish. And so I go and I start getting into these, into film. And it's tricky because the way you get into it is you like lie about having jobs before. So, which is not, not something that I like, but That's basically you say you've got jobs before and then they hire you. Um, but they don't check up on those nothing, jobs? <laughs> no. Like my, literally my second job was for this $5 million film. Um, and they sent me at four in the morning to this strange place in, in Brooklyn. And I, I was tough to get there. I didn't know subways and I kept going the wrong direction and they run weird hours. So 4am I arrive and I just pick up this 28 foot box truck and it's got a half million dollars of film equipment in it. Oh wow. And they send me to drive it all the way through Manhattan to this, this site up in, in Manhattan and it's like raining and my phone is dying and in film is, is tricky because everything has to be on time like exactly like the trucks have to be there at exact time because you have 30 crew that are like waiting for all this equipment and I drove this truck through Manhattan and um, it's raining and pouring and I go there's a, a street in Manhattan that you're not supposed to go through with with trucks and it's a very very sharp corner um it goes it wraps around a building um and it's a very large ticket to to get through and i somehow like i arrive like to the site like half an hour late or somewhere around there and your but, butt was grass but was grass. i mean it actually was it, it, it turned out okay and they, they hired me again but it's it's, <laughs> it's just like ridiculous that they just hire like random people on facebook that no one's ever met and give you so much responsibility. Um, I haven't. What, what's the name of this film? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I worked on like a lot of films and I never. You never knew which one they were? No, I've never. I don't even know like the any of the, the stars. Or... It, it was the Italian job, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I worked on the Liam Neeson film. There was a big one. A Liam Neeson one? Yeah. Take, take which one? The wolf one where he's punching wolves? Exactly. No, it's, it's the one the commuter. Oh, I've never so, seen it. Yeah, no, no, no. Star Wars? No, not Star Wars. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. So, but every the city is so busy. Like, there's so many more people. Like, the ski resorts are already full. The trails are already full. What like, city? In Salt Lake City or Utah? Like any of the Salt Lake Valley or even Utah Valley? And the lake's drying up. I don't know. Utah's getting a little, little scarier. Ever since you left? No, no. Utah really is is lovely. And honestly, I like New York for many reasons, just because it kind of like pushes you and you meet a lot of interesting people and it's, it's, you know, it gets you out of your, your bubble a little bit. And everyone here I know has kids and families. So, which I do not at the, at the moment. So it's, it's like a different stages of life. So. But you're looking though, right? Always looking. Gonzo. So maybe any, any 2004 alum, any alumni? Not Lee. <laughs> ah, I love Lee. I appreciate the people. There's a few that have come on that don't, that are different life stages. Good work, Lee. You're killing it. <laughs> so Drew, tell us, um, take us back, take us back to early 2000s. Tell us about, um, teenage Drew. Who were you back then? Teenage Drew. I know this, this is definitely has made me, me think a little bit. Um, well, I was looking at my, uh, yearbook, which is a good indicator of what happened. And I was reading through the, the comments and I think the best word to describe me in high school was beefcake. Yeah. Written several times in my yearbook. <laughs> beefcake this, beefcake that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that sums it up. <laughs> but but in, in reality, it's probably a little bit of, Drew trying to be funny, saying inappropriate things, mixed with a little bit of social anxiety or a lot of social anxiety, usually related to to the opposite sex, and then a periods of, of depression here and there, which is always. Was it hard to grow up in Utah, like not being LDS, not being Mormon? I mean, and honestly, I think I think a lot of people assumed. That you were Mormon, wouldn't it? They did. And yeah. they always, they'd always say, but you're so good. Exactly, right? I need to get in some more sin, guys. <laughs> need some more tattoos. <laughs> right in my face. Right in my face. I'm not ready for a face tattoo, Steve. <laughs> so was, but, that, was that something hard to navigate? Uh, you were a teenager? No, I think I had like a little bit of a chip in my shoulder because with the whole dating thing, because there's definitely like a bias with parents saying, you've got to date within the church. So, Do you think, do you, did you ever experience, do you think a girl would turn you down or not, or not want to date you because you were, you weren't Mormon? No, I think it was mostly just in my, mostly in my head kind of thing. Um, and I do, I have like a large majority of friends that were in the church or are in the church and they're all lovely amazing people and I appreciate more even today all the different viewpoints um, that people have developed and, and figured out for themselves yeah but I wanted to so but what was your experience did you have like was uh, that hard to navigate at all or like awkward at times no I don't think it was that bad the one thing where this is a little bit of a joke but I went to a school dance and evidently I was physically dancing more than some some felt was inappropriate. Okay. And, you know, it's the whole conversation about dirty dancing. Like bumping and grinding? Bumping and grinding, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't do that. What? What? And then I found out later in my life, bumping and grinding is really fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
whoever whoever this individual or individuals were against this bumping and grinding. They they I, I think they're more into bumping they were and missing grinding. Out. Now. I think they're missing out, yes. <laughs> so but no, I mean it's it definitely had its its uh cover flavor, I guess, of the Utah experience. But I had I had a really great time in Utah. I don't Yeah. But you said also that you had like a hard time or is you felt anxiety when it came to the opposite sex? Um, I, mean, I think that was just like a... But, I mean, that's a regular teenage thing, I think. Yeah, for sure. Some people have it worse than others, Gonzo. And are you, are you still... Do you still feel anxious or have you broken out of your shell when I it comes to that? I have blossomed like a flower, <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> no, I'm Tell I'm me about not, that. <laughs> about blossoming? Yeah, tell me what does that look like? Basically, it looks a lot of work on my part um, through therapy and through efforts to getting out of my comfort zone. I mean, that's a big thing. It's just taking that little leap to, to talk to the person or anything like that. Um, there was always a, a joke because when I talk to older women or through my entire life, it's very easy for me to flirt. You were, you know how... In the podcast, people will remember that Steve says, like, moms love Steve. I think <laughs> moms love Drew even more. <laughs> it's not it's true. That wouldn't be untrue. No. So, but it's good. The ages have equal that. Drew's always been a mom charmer. <laughs> it's true. No, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't refute that. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what, were, what were some of the things that were important to you back in high school? I mean, high school, you're kind of just figuring it out. So, I mean, the unfortunate thing is because there was those those clouds of depression, I wasn't that involved in a lot of stuff. I mean, that's one of the things I wish I was involved in more high school activities. We had, Josh and I had our, our Jeeps, which was a lot of my, my personality at the time. And I felt very cool with the Jeep, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You were really cool. I think about that stuff, but I think back to those times. I think of you guys just working on them and just making them cool and just. I know, awesome. but as an adult, I realized I actually think I hurt my hearing because we did so many times without the doors and uh, roof. And you're like going on the freeway and then you're playing music really loud because wind noise is like a really bad hearing. Thing. Yeah, for sure. See how the majority? Yeah. But also, it seems very silly because we thought we were so cool, you know, in the rain with the doors and, and roof off. <laughs> <laughs> I've come around. I love a sealed car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, how have, you, uh, how have you changed then? Who's Drew today? Who is Drew today? Drew, I am basically, I mean, I've still got like a lot of the, the same core personality things. I'm still like a little quirky. Um... But overall, much more confident, more capable, more charming. <laughs> like, oh, if that's even possible. I know, I know, Gonzo. <laughs> Tell that to the mothers. <laughs> no, I mean, just, just I, I feel like I've, I'm pretty happy with I am where I am right now. And I had a little bit of a, I guess, more of a breakthrough uh, when I first moved to New York. And I've kind of put, that's when I really started putting a lot of work into myself. What caused that? Like, what, I guess when you say breakthrough, what was the breakthrough? Just to confidence, new Drew? Like, what? Oh, um, no, that was just when I, I had like a really bad uh, depression spell. And that was the thing that actually like made me finally get help. And then I went to 
New York and I got very good psychiatrists and it was great. And now I'm the, which is, is always exciting to say that I'm the happiest I've been in 20 years. Oh, wow. Even for the past like three years. And it's not just because I'm looking at two gorgeous men across the table. <laughs> <laughs> so I, how have you learned to manage your depression? Are you, I mean, it, you did say you're seeing a therapist and was it talk therapy or, you know, are you taking medication also to like, Oh, it's, it's everything. I did at one point take medication, but not anymore. But it's a, it's a, it's basically a lot of improving your lifestyle, exercise, talk therapy. It's like all the little things that kind of add up. And then I finally like got to a point where I was feeling really good, but it does. It took like a huge amount of work to, to get there. So, but it's so nice. It's, it's so exciting to, to be here. You've always done like physical things, right? I mean, I remember times we've done like triathlons together. You got really into biking, mountain biking. Yeah. I've always been into a lot of physical sports, but I've never, or I haven't in the past eight years or nine years, something like that, like really worked out on a consecutive, like daily kind of basis. Um, which is kind of, you'd have to do like a certain amount of exercise for it to be beneficial. So, but exercise is good in, in general. Do you still ride a bike all the time? I do. Yes. I, I bike everywhere in New York now. The pandemic, cause it shut down everything and no one wanted to go on the trains. We like picked up bikes and the city has a great bike infrastructure. So oh, I actually, you bike guys, lanes and stuff? It's tons of bike lanes and tons of like, uh, rental bikes that like docks all over the city. Oh, so cool. you two actually help with my, my bike aggression. So, because I'll be listening to a, a podcast on the way, I'll hear their their giggles, and it will <laughs> swash my my bike rage of pedestrians in the the bike lane. Or oh, people, pedestrians walking on the bike lane. Oh, it's it's wild. They just pedestrians do. There's hot dog carts. There's people biking the other way. It's really surprising. Really? Oh, it's very crazy. New Yorkers. <laughs> I'm getting angry just listening to you talk. <laughs> it's true. But I have. I mean, bike rage or road rage is not, it's, it's not great for anybody. So it's good to, because you're the one that's that's suffering. No one else is. No one, everyone's forgotten about you after So you like two pull seconds. out your gun and shoot someone. There's no guns. No guns there. Not yet. <laughs> so Drew, um, what are your big lessons? What have you learned? Big lessons I would say would be relate to being gentle on yourself. Gratitude's like a, a big thing that I, I, I care a lot about. Follow through is a really, really important one because you don't, in high school, it seems like you never have to follow through with anything. But as an adult, you know, you really have to, to push yourself to, to complete things. Talk, tell me about being gentle with yourself. Are, are you talking about forgiving yourself when you fall short or what does that look like? Like when you're being gentle with yourself, I kind of think of pass-through present true and then future true. So you're always trying to think of, of, you know, your future self and your past self. You're kind of like forgiving yourself for things you've done. So when I think back to, to high school me, you know, you, you look back at the things you said and do. I mean, so when I think back to us as teenagers and what uh -huh. we were like in high school, it's a little, it's like, it's almost a little embarrassing and like a little, like, so I, I had a thing where I, I used the word sexy a lot. I don't know if you guys remember that face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> which is not. I wish I had a little more vocabulary, but it was. I was very like enthusiastic. to describe yourself or to describe Every, everything. Everything. It was a great descriptor. How's that vegetarian burrito? So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> <With> those eyebrows. <laughs> so sexy. Mm. So I don't know, but there was there was a lot of, of moments in in high school. You know, you look back on, and I'm, I'm sure we all look back, and you kind of like look at what you did, and you're like, oh, you know, that's a little, you a little embarrassing. Yeah, you know, a little, little cringeworthy. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of look back at pictures and this and that. Um, but I, I had a moment when I was uh, commenting about that to my mother about uh, some teenage boys in the 13, 15, 17, somewhere range. And she barked at me and she's like, every stage is beautiful, Drew. And she was... She is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is that the voice in your head when you hear your mom talking? No, no. She's, she's, much, she's actually not a barker. She's very sweet. And your mom is awesome. I she love your mom. a lovely individual. Um, but no, she, was, she basically said is that she every stage is special and lovely. Um, and unique to that age. And I've, I thought about that a lot and I've, I've kind of tried to take that to heart and appreciate every stage of the different ages. So, and when I come into contact with kids of all different ages, I appreciate where they're coming from and, and kind of try to put myself in their shoes. Oh, well, maybe in your mid forties, you'll look back at, at mid thirties, Drew, and be like, oh, like <laughs> cringing bit. It's just like, just like you're saying, be gentle with yourself, be it's, gentle with teenagers. It's true. And then also making a correct or making a smart move or being thoughtful towards your future self to make your life better and easier and allow, you know, more life contentment and more happiness. I love it. Do you spend a lot of time thinking about that? Like your future self? Um, I do. Yeah. No, I like, I like, I've definitely been visualizing more. It was like a weird uh, realization like the past or when I kind of came out of the, the whole depression spell, I kind of thought more about the future. And that was when I have really put a lot of effort into where I'm going, what I want to be, what kind of person I want to be. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Drew, whoever Drew will, will be in five or 10 years. We'll see. So I'm excited. He's a New Yorker. <laughs> It's true. One of my biggest things that I've kind of like learned through growing up is kind of meeting people where they're at. So I always try, this is like a lesson that I've kind of like thought about a lot. Um, and I always try to like reinforce that with myself because everybody is having struggles. Everybody is, is kind of figuring out um, stuff and everyone has their own health problem or family thing or emotional baggage or, or any of that. So I, I always remind myself, you know, you kind of accept someone where they're at and, you know, just treat them as, as well as you, you can. So with that in mind, I love that. I love that. I think that's important. Is there, have you found any new passions? What, what are you passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about a bunch of stuff. I was thinking, actually, listen to, to Danny's episode, and she did a great job of kind of tiptoeing around uh, being tiptoeing around politics and yeah. being aware of a lot of the issues. So, and in New York, it's definitely like a little bit of a bubble, and I definitely have become a little more left leaning than I would say the average Utahn. 
How so? What in what specific uh, issue are you left leaning? <laughs> no, we are not talking about politics. <laughs> Did you? How about this? Have you become like you said more left leaning? Like you've gone out there and you've changed ideas that you had before? Uh, no. How have you become more left leaning? I've just been. I've become more liberal and positive because New York is definitely a little bit of a bubble and there's the majority of people kind of think the same way and everybody is also or not the same way but think very liberally of, of very varying degrees and being out there during like the pandemic and being there during uh, like the BLM protest and being just around everybody is very up to date on the news it's also different because no one there in my friend group or anything like that has kids and so they have more time and, and I guess, availability to kind of pay attention to issues. Because mm-hmm. when you have, I mean, I know you guys have a bunch of kids and everybody, a lot of people have kids and they really do take away from the time <laughs> to, to read the news. Gosh, which, I could read so much more news if I didn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe you wouldn't be reading as much news. But it does, I mean, you've only got so much energy and so much effort to, to pay attention yeah. to the world's problems. Do you think it would be helpful if there was an app <laughs> where you could rate politicians, your local politicians? No, no, see, no, I do not. If someone made that app, a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> well, whoever makes that app, good luck to them. <laughs> it's true. No, so but- tell me, like, so did you... Did you have, um, like, if you don't want to get into a specific issue, that's fine. But when, as you were, when you were a teenager in high school, were you influenced by the political environment here? And did you think maybe more conservative as you were a teenager? And then as you spread out and moved to New York, maybe you're, did, did you have any change in thoughts that way? Or is it just because you're in New York and people are like, yeah, this is cool. They're like, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, no, there's been like a lot of thought. I mean, Utah definitely like influenced me. And it's it's like the people you spend the most time around. You know, those are kind of the views you you get. But but my, I mean, my family has always not been that involved. But also the, the climate has forced people to kind of pay attention, more attention. And in my efforts to improve myself, I've been reading a lot more. I read a lot more, like, newspapers and articles and, and books and, and just try to have a more educated opinion about all kinds of stuff. And I don't, I mean, in the city, you have a lot of, like, resources that Utah doesn't have. Like, it has a lot of... Like what? <laughs> just, just like, the food programs and health programs and and there's just so many services to help. Oh, you mean, like, social resources? Social services. Oh, okay. Where you kind of, like, which I actually like. I mean, every all of my politics... Go come from basically raising everyone or being compassionate and caring and realizing that people do need help sometimes. I love it. So, I don't know. I mean, the greatest amount of good for the, the most amount of people in a reasonable way. So, and that's what everyone, I mean, most people, I would think, would agree with that. There's just different ideas of how to get there. People just want to agree on what's reasonable. It's true. All right. So, is there anything else you're passionate about? Oh no, I've gotten I've gotten all kinds of new hobbies in in New York. I got into I mean I re got into biking and I started doing bike packing. Get a red light ticket. Um, were you on a car? I was not. I was on a bike. So, and I'm such a polite biker too. 
I'm you can get a on. ticket on a bike for yes for running a red light. Oh, I know. I don't how know. much is a ticket? Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. It's true. I actually, kind of, I'm I'm fighting it out of, out of principle. Principle. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but in New York, they don't really fight tickets. They just go sorry, and they give you the ticket. I don't think they even say sorry. They say this is your f you. Yeah. <laughs> It's Welcome true. to New York. I'm, yeah. walk, I'm walking here. <laughs> hey, Dr- hey, I'm Drew. I'm running this red light. <laughs> I'm walking here. I want everyone to know, too. I'm biking here. Hey, hey I'm biking here. <laughs> not, not how New Yorkers sound. No. <laughs> Also, we should note that I have not touted my New York cityness once. <laughs> what? And were you not at Charlie Winkle? I'm pretty sure I had like an hour of you just talking about New York. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> no. I know. New York is, is tricky. I am actually, I'm very happy that I moved to New York uh, because it pushed me a lot out of my comfort zone. It's like I was constantly out of my comfort zone for, for years doing all kinds of stuff. And I mean, I remember even like sitting down on the subway and I had to sit between, it was like the one open seat. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I, I <laughs> sat. And then the guy, like, it was like a confrontation actually because the guy <laughs> thought I hit him on the way down. He's like, Hey, I'm sitting here. <laughs> Just like Get that. out of here. Uh. <laughs> I know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't kill Steve with that one. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> it's a beautiful Steve laugh. You get points for all that. <laughs> I wish I could have seen, seen, seen this confrontation. Uh, no, it was like my first month there. And then, so the, you were just building up the, the courage to sit on the subway? It's like, no, it's like you're like in a fool car, and then there's like. Four, you know, you have like the six seats in a row, and these seats are not small. And my my butt is not—I mean, it's not huge. It's juicy. It's juicy. Yes, thank you. That's the appropriate term. And so, you know, you're—you have to like sit down. It's a lot of people don't necessarily do that. They'd rather like stand. So, but I like—I've been trying to like during my time there do things that make me uncomfortable to kind of push myself out of that. That's no. Okay, so you tried to sit down Starting or what? Fights with oh, no, I like so touched, I touched the guy on the down like when I was sitting down and he became quite like aggressive and and less, you know, very vocal. What did he say? I, I, it's a little bit blur. This is literally my first like two or three months there. Forget about it. Oh, man. It's true. Whew. This is gonna be like it's funny to me now. I know when I hear it tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, why are we laughing so hard? <laughs> what? Uh, that is one of the most charming things about you guys, is your your laughter. Oh smokes. I'm like sweaty. <laughs> I did before the pandemic I was very into traveling and did a lot of, of international traveling and trips, which was, was exciting. Um but 
the past couple of years, I've gotten very into like design and like even interior design. I developed a, a strange hobby over the, the pandemic where we worked on uh, improving my network at my, my house and we did a lot You're like of wireless network wireless network okay. yeah so so we did a lot of i really got into uh, the firewalls and, and uh, the ad blocking because i'm very into, like the whole idea that we're being tracked everywhere is is not that tell desirable. me about it how are we being tracked so do you use like duck, duck, go? i do yeah but i, I have a pie hole on my my oh. home network which is very exciting because it blocks all the a lot of the ads. I just like I, there's a bunch of stuff to do to kind of like limit your the tracking, which it doesn't. I mean, everyone's being tracked anyway, so I'm kind of like switching to a point where it's like, what do you, what do we do? It's just you can't really get away from it. What are you trying to hide? <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to hide, Gonzo? <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> no, I have nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. <laughs> if you have nothing to hide, then what's the problem? What's the problem? I know. There's really tracking but that's, every single one of your thoughts. That's that's the the question. I know, and that's the realization that you know you can't really. It's like getting to a point where it's hard to get away from it. So you'd have to. I don't think you can be online, and you know. No, you have to true. not use any internet. I know, and I don't want to become a hermit in the woods. Yeah, I like. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not not yet, not not ever. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's like we joke about it all the time, but it's like you get ads for things as soon as you start talking about them. It's just nuts. Yeah, it's true. Well, they're also like keeping track of where you guys are, mm-hmm. um, and your phone is talking to my phone, and if you've been looking up. Dragon Ball Z Gonzo, which I know is a hobby of yours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then your phone, because you're just saying your phone is in proximity to my phone. And since I've been, since I know that Dragon Ball Super is going to continue on like a weekly anime coming up soon. Now you're going to get an ad (laughs) saying like, hey, did you know that? You know, Dragon Ball Super is coming back. New arc. New arc. And how excited are you? Not very. (laughs) (laughs) More excited about other shows. Um, Drew, do we... I do. I don't have any beef with people. But I do. I don't know if any of you guys have gone back to Jordan High School. To the school? To the actual Jordan High School? Last year, I went, I ran the alumni 5K on uh, campus, but I didn't go into the school. Uh, so I was there four, five years ago? Right before? No, four years? Five, something like that. And uh, I went in, and the debate room has disappeared, and the debate team, they've, they've gotten rid of it. And really? There's no more debate that's team? That's what I'm, I'm seeing. At least five years ago, I believe that Wasn't was that what, like, our class, didn't they have, like, a stellar debate C- team, I want to say? They're, like, C- C- champions? Yeah. Like, a lot, yeah. No, I, I did it for one year. But I still, like, have <laughs> fond memories of, of debate. And I think, like, debate's actually very, like, it's a great skill. But the, the beef that I have is they changed the debate room into the football locker room. So the football team has their own locker room apart from the regular locker room? I guess it says football locker room on the door. So I didn't really... go with and demand (laughs) an explanation? (laughs) I did not. That's all the evidence. Maybe I'd move with the debate room and and maybe I don't have this beef after all. Mm -hmm. But... Godfrey, 
<laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Placing athletics above education. I know. Perfect no, segue right into happen. college. I know. I do. So, looking back at this yearbook, though, mm-hmm. have you guys looked back, I assume, at the, the yearbook? I don't recognize a lot of the students and teachers. It's like a, a little bit of a blur. Like, it's kind of uh, forgotten. What other things have you forgotten? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. No, I, it's just, I guess, um, I haven't thought about it for so long. But it's interesting. So I was I was trying to like place teachers and and what they taught and everything like that. But also I had the realization that um, all the teachers that we had, there's like none of them are are left. So I don't think there's any. Yeah. I mean, it's twenty years. It's true. Right. But. Steve, do you have any beef with Drew? No, I love Drew. I love high school Drew, and I love thirty six year old Drew. Thirty six year old Drew. Uh, Me too. No, no, no beef. I do. No beef? I do want to see if Drew has any like fun memories because I got a few. Yeah, do you have a fun Drew memory. Um. <laughs> what? Um, uh, <laughs> do you true. have something in your prepared notes <laughs> that, that that you haven't gotten to yet? <laughs> um, I want to know who's in charge of the Instagram page. We are. It's our Instagram page. Who's putting... There's so many emojis in charge of the emojis on the Instagram page. I, I don't. Guns Wait, does. Yeah. Is, that, is this beef? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> on, the, on the post that I do, it's just saying I'm putting too many like tags or things on. No, no, I'm not saying you're putting too many. <laughs> I, think, I just think it's a little higher than average for a 36-year-old man. The emojis. I gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> More emojis. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And just wait. Yours is gonna be. I know. A pair of eyes just covered with like emojis everywhere. Explosions. No, it's like a big, huge smiley face and an eggplant. <laughs> eggplants, eggplants everywhere. An eggplant giraffe. Guns. You just wait. I'm already thinking. Oh, this post is gonna be the best of the different emojis. No, it's true. So, but I do. I mean, I also I do want to mention that that you guys. This is like a lot of work that Gonzo and and Steve put into this podcast. A lot of love and adoration. They have quite the little setup here, and I know Gonzo spends six to twelve hours editing each each podcast episode. So yeah. lots of love and effort. So and and people don't know this, but they are actually in the ten percent, top ten percent of podcasts in the world. In the world, <laughs> true. Shout so there's there's in the universe. This is yeah. This is more than just Steve's grandmother. <laughs> so although she grandmas. is listening, it's true. And actually, I mean, as a grandmother listening to a podcast, good for her. Hip, hip, hip and cool. Just just like she us. Uses book face. <laughs> so this is the podcast. <laughs> it's true. No, but it, it is is kind of a, a charming thing that you don't necessarily see. Especially, I mean, hopefully, if you had a, a good experience in high school. So, I think there's a lot of people that didn't, and it's interesting to reach out to some people that just have they don't want to have anything to do with it. And I think it's unfortunate that there's bad experiences like that, but. And there's a lot of people that did have good experiences. And I, if there's anything I've learned is that 
a lot of people will say to us that I don't know if I'm that interesting. Like, I don't know if anyone wants to hear from me. But it's always great to hear from people because we have so many experiences where we didn't know what people were going through in high school. We have had people go through all kinds of stuff in the last 18 years to now to get where we are. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I think it's just been really eye-opening for me to just hear from other people. Yeah, that is is really exciting. I mean, I actually have enjoyed basically the majority of the episodes. Occasionally, Gonzo is a little nasally. But, <laughs> but no, no, it's, it's actually it's been very enjoyable. I hearing. just sound like that. <laughs> so the one thing I, I have noticed missing on the podcast, and I mentioned it to Gonzo, and I want Steve, you to weigh in on this. There has like, more karaoke. More karaoke. You guys look exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> no, no. I've been thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's the no one like ever like the amount of kind of teachers that they've mentioned or thing that because I, I feel like I feel like a lot of gratitude towards the teachers and the effort that they put into to forming us into the, the adults that we are today. I think we had a discussion about this. We did. Because I disagreed. Yes. You know, you're like, Drew, we were on the phone talking about it, and he's like, Drew's like, I want to be more pro teachers. It's like, no one talk crap about any of the teachers. And I was like, no, I I want people to be honest. I want people to feel like, hey, because there are some teachers that, you know, and and here's the thing about being a teacher and like, you have the possibility to be that one person that can be life-changing or that can shape someone or or have a special moment that will stick with someone for a long time. But at the same time, there are teachers that phone it in that are just coming, doing it, or also have, just like you have the possibility to be a positive influence in somebody's life, you in somebody's life, you also have the same possibility to have a negative influence in somebody's life and to and to scar a, a young person. Oh, and I've experienced those I've things too. Scars. A few scars. Yeah, so it's just like, Jordan so I honestly don't want, I'm okay with if someone wants to be positive or someone wants to be negative, I, I want them to just be honest because I think those oh, are both for sure. Fair. But I mean, overall, I think the teacher quality was generally pretty high at Jordan High School. And I think, I mean, I remember you. Fond of it. I'm a little concerned. Though, looking back at the pictures at the yearbook, these teachers look old. And then, at 20 years, you know, some, some of them might not be around. Rest in paradise. Rest in paradise. Teachers that didn't make it. I don't want name any names. But, but I don't know. No, I do want to say thank you to, to the teachers. Because it really is not a great job Thank you to, to the teacher. good teachers. Thank you to the good teachers. It's Bad true. teachers. Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But no, I, it's good. But we had, there were good teachers. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of something. I loved Coach Lundstrom. Like, he was awesome. English teacher, wrestling coach. Like, awesome. Cool dude. I, I wanted to be a teacher because I thought, man, he was cool. I would love to be a teacher like he was. And it reminds me of a funny story, Drew. Oh, my gosh, Steve. Of you... And Josh Sorensen. This is not doesn't show well for for Lundstrom though. It is. <laughs> it's actually the perfect balance of justice and mercy. So, Steve, Josh, and Drew got together to show to put together a group project. We put our 
combined intellect to make a masterpiece of, of a English such and such project. Don't remember the details. Some essay or something. Some essay. We were up quite late. 2 p.m., 2 a.m., 2 a.m., <laughs> 2 a.m., maybe 3. And Steve did not contribute a huge amount. He contributed personality and enthusiasm, but not much in Detracted. the... Detracted. I, like, I, I made it harder. Oh, yeah. So, we turn our paper in. You know, everything's good. And then Steve, go ahead, finish, go ahead. I don't remember the exact detail. I know that I didn't do anything, but something was missing, something happened. And so what he did was, <laughs> since the three of you, like only two of you did the work, only two of you will get the points. No? I think it was only you. Was it just me? Did <laughs> you both not get the points? I don't think we did. <laughs> Somehow, I ended up getting points and credit for this assignment where I literally was just a piece of crap part. <laughs> nothing and you and Josh did all the work and somehow you had to suffer and Lundstrom was like that's what you get for picking a crappy partner oh yeah so did he just like throw like it's like only one of you are going to get points and but through all your names in a hat and just like picked one Steve gets the points that was it that's true that was totally it was very but that's like a life lesson yeah Drew learned life lessons you know what I know sometimes you win sometimes you win I also I am also very happy to I love hearing people be successful and I love hearing success stories and I love hearing the growth and emotional maturity I mean, it's not like some people are more successful career-wise. Some people, I mean, you just you just see like the growth, which is is fun and exciting to to see. So, and I'm rooting. I mean, everyone. I want to be successful and and you know find have a satisfying and content life. I see lots of growth in you, in you Drew. Ooh, and more to come, Gonzo. <laughs> the sky's the limit. More to come. <laughs> more to come. I'd like to say you're welcome. <laughs> For helping me get your Eagle Scout award. Oh, Steve! Steve did help me get that. I feel like I used that in New York. I mentioned I'm an Eagle Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Know how to start a fire. Oh wait, you were gonna. So you went? Did you go through everything you wanted to share? Roughly. Do you have any fun stories? Do you have a fun story you want to share? Do any fun stories of Gonzo and Steve? Or anything? Yeah, anything you want. No, it's a little. I mean, there are. Definitely, people keep mentioning stories, and I, I don't always remember that. So, or is there someone you want to hear from? There are people because I, I wanted to mention too that since people did, there are a few people that did mention me, and I am so flattered. I really am flattered, and I mean, you guys, I, I talked to a bunch of you on the the regular, so so thank you for mentioning. But I, I do want to push other people to do so. Gonzo and Steve can continue to grow their podcast empire. So, and they they, they do exist, but um, <laughs> maybe in New York. <laughs> maybe in New York. It's true. No podcasting. It's really, um, no, I would love to. I mean, it's it's tough to because there are like a bunch of people that I would be interested to to hear because I'd be like, what happened to that person? I hope they're doing well. But I, I do know these people, Garrett and Trissy. Because I, I, the word on the street is they might have gotten together and they might have 12 to 13 kids. So, that's the rumor. That's what I'm going to start telling people until I find out otherwise. I yeah. Know. So, th- those two would be lovely to hear from and, and do that. Um, and I also encourage Josh Sorensen to come out. I'd love to hear from Josh. <laughs> it's true. 
Just a little preview, guys. Beefcake Central there. <laughs> I saw him at the gym, like, squatting three plates like it was nothing. Wow. Whatever three plates is, that sounds impressive. Three plates pounds. on each side? Yeah. Nice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to say anything after that. Wow. It was impressive. It's true. No, it's, 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 but yeah, I, I would encourage people to, to come here to Stephen Gonzo's place to feel the sweet embrace of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Steve, do you have a fun story? <laughs> do you have a story about Drew? I just remember a time that we went on a road trip and we went on a road trip to go to the heart attack grill in Arizona and it was you and me and Gus and it was like one of my favorite trips I've ever been on we spent a couple days in Vegas we went down to Chandler we went down to Tucson then we went back to the Grand Canyon went to Zions Uh, no not Zions to Moab yes that was and then we came home and it was like it was a special trip it was a special trip and I think there were some ups and downs we got to know each other maybe better than we wanted to yeah but it's it's like one of my most fond memories (laughs) And I think it's hilarious that you went with me and Gus to do that when you're a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we ate like an 8,000 calorie huge burger. Oh, that's true. We, this restaurant was specifically just hot nurses pushing Steve and Gus around in a wheelchair, <laughs> serving them fries dipped in fat, dipped in fat, <laughs> burgers dipped in fat, then dipped in fat again. <laughs> I mean, up you can say, hey, move over, nurse. <laughs> These are my boys. <laughs> Push them out on the wheelchair. <laughs> that, no, no. Not, I didn't want to take that moment away from them. <laughs> we have pictures. They, they loved it. Big smiles on their faces. They even had, like, they put nurses or the hospital robes on them. Yeah. So it was an experience. It's just funny because Gus ate his burger like it was nothing. And it was, like, the hardest thing in the world for me to do. Like, He's like, I think I'll go for a little burger. <laughs> 16,000 calories. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was something else. Unfortunately, that restaurant has gone out of business. We, really? Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gonzo. It's not. So that's just a random fun memory. Just, hey, we already mentioned it, but it's, it was so fun having classes with you at the U. Like, just spending all that time together and just... I just remember people yelling obscenities at us riding on your motorcycle. Me just hugging you. Yeah. They, were just, they had to have just been jealous. That's exactly what it was, Steve. So I, I, I don't see anything on the reasoning for that. I have a million memories with Drew. Like playing video <laughs> games in his basement, staying mm-hmm. up forever. So many nights that Drew, me, maybe a girl I was dating, John Crew and Amy Crew <laughs> watching anime till like two or three in the morning. What were some of my favorite memories? Playing rock band in Drew's basement. That's oh, true. My most distinct memory of Gonzo is we were watching a movie. What's the movie called, Gonzo? The Evil Dead. No. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen that. We did watch that one together. No, the, the most distinct memory I have oh, of Gonzo is Borat. Borat. <laughs> and I've never heard someone giggle so much and so hard. <laughs> Before in my life, and I don't think I have or ever will. And that was I, that was the only time I've seen Borat. I've not seen it since. It's true. It was too too special. To, yeah, they can't to pass up can't on. top it. It can, it could never be as funny as when I was like twenty years old or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. 
Mm. A million memories is a good way to put it. Yeah. You're like one of my favorite people in the world. Like, I'm happy that you always come back home and want to get together. Well, of course. No, I love, I love seeing you guys. That's nice. It's, it's interesting to see how everyone is, has what they've turned into. One of my favorite things to see as, as a non kid person. Non as an adult, kid, as an adult, <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as childless person oh, okay. is a watching child free adults. Yes, as, as far as you know, as far as I know, <laughs> it's true. Is watching our people become stern with the kids when they <laughs> they discipline. It's such a it's such a side that you don't normally see. And it's like wow, they are so mature and wow. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's always fun to to see. I would be a lot louder with my kids if you guys weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding it in. Yeah, it's true. Yelling's not cool anymore, Steve. No, it's true. But it's it's tough though because I have realized being around kids extended period of time why parents yell. So that's the only way you can get them to listen. Sometimes. It's true. So <laughs> I, I said I, nice five times. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So I I give a lot of parents passes because parenting is really tough. It does seem to give you a lot of matru- emotional maturity and, and patience. So congratulations, all you people out there with kids <laughs> kicking butts. They're still alive. That's winning, I think. I think that counts. Well, thank you, Drew. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being on the podcast. I'm so happy you, you did it. Uh, was it as scary as you thought? Is terrifying. It, you still feeling nervous? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's. No, I'm I'm happy to have done it, and it's been an enjoyable experience. Are you gonna miss us asking you to do it all the time? I will not miss that. No, <laughs> I'll still I'll still call you on my drives home from work and. Uh, Chitter chat. We, we can chit chat. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so we're we're still friends after this. Yes, we're still friends after this. <laughs> no, thank you guys. Thanks for for having me and and putting this all together and all the editing work. Gonzo. I know this one's uh, have to edit tons of stuff out. <laughs> Good thing there's no video. That's right. Except for right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So, Steve. You can't record right away. Yeah, I can. No. Oh, you're doing it all on the same reel? Heck yeah, baby. Baby? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So, Steve, we just got done talking to Drew. What are your thoughts? Just happy thoughts. I I love Drew. It was great to hear from him. I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he decided to come on. It was fun to hear from him, like uh, just to hear how he saw himself in high school, to see how much he's changed. Like we talked to him pretty regularly, like, but it was just really fun to hear what he came up with for himself, knowing the questions we were going to ask. I know. I like. I don't know if I succeeded. I I was always telling him, like, oh, when I I'll get you on the podcast and I'm gonna crack that hard shell and really get to the deep inside the drew drew's heart um but he, i mean he's always been kind of a reserved person mm-hmm. I, I mean i didn't know i didn't know he suffered from depression but i think that's it's not uncommon you know i think people just um haven't been open or talking about it 
Um, I like that people talk about it more or are less afraid to talk about it because I I do think it's a common thing. I think a lot of people had it, but at the time, like when we were in high school, they didn't know what it was. You know, I think that was a really right. common thing, like just maybe bouts of, of depression or just like having their highs and their lows and just like, ah. But then as an adult, you can look back like, holy crap, like that was depression or that was fill in the blank. And so I th- I'm glad that we have a world that's a, a, it's more on the forefront of our minds and like our kids will be able to grow up in a world knowing that it's okay to have problems and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to just be human. And that depression, anxiety, therapy, all these things are just, you know, sometimes part of your journey and it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that Drew is like, I don't know, he always, there are people that take you back to like your childhood se- childhood self, I think. And Drew always does that for me. He always like, I don't know, he always pulls me like, I think maybe a few years back, I was trying to be like a serious adult. It's like, I'm a, like a serious professional person and I have kids and I'm a dad, but it's just like, I can never be serious around Drew. I just can't do it. <laughs> Uh, he'll always pull out the silly out of me it's just like I can't help it I know he's just so cuddly (laughs) I love Drew so much Uh, no I'm happy he came I'm happy he came over um, and just we should just end the podcast now yeah if you'd like to be on the podcast send us an email jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, especially all the people that uh, that Drew called out, the Kaywoods, Josh. We want to get, we want to hear from you, Josh, and and everybody else out there that would like to be on. We'd love to have you. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.